You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church it is Sunday January the 14th 2024 and I'm sharing a message in my Yes series entitled, Yes, Lord, I Will Leap. Yes, Lord, I Will Leap. We're looking at Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mount Olive Baptist Church next Saturday or this coming Saturday at 1 p.m. will be installing their pastor, Reverend James Q. Harris, and that's Mount Olive Winniewood Baptist Church, uh, uh, 1 p.m. Amen. Amen. Also on Sunday, January the 21st at 3 p.m. There will be a young adult uh, musical. And it's going to be held at Mount Zion uh, Baptist Church there in Ardmore, Oklahoma. We're, uh, for those who feel led and who are young, you come on out. Amen? Amen. You don't have to be young. Amen. But <laughs> come on out. <laughs> As always, I want to challenge and encourage us to keep this place what God says it should be, which is a house of prayer, a house of prayer. 
and uh, want you to continue to intercede on behalf of those who are on uh, the prayer list sent out usually on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, we will begin to fast and pray beginning in uh, February, but we just want to continue to pray. Amen. And there are some things I want you to pray about. I want you to pray about uh, Sister Eton's event for the First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows, which is going to be a conference on January the 18th through the 20th, 2024. And uh, we're just asking the saints of God uh, to intercede on behalf of that. Of course, if you are a First Lady, Minister, Wife, or Widow, we would... Uh, she would love to see you there. Amen? Amen. And also, I want you to be praying for uh, my travels uh, coming up for the Preachers Conference in 2024. It's going to be February the 9th through the 11th. So please uh, pray and continue to intercede on behalf of that event. Amen? Amen. Uh, tomorrow is Martin Luther King. Uh, day, MLK Day, and we're always excited to celebrate this. And usually on Sundays we share uh, a video or something that would highlight this. And uh, today uh, we're going to do the same because many of you, and I say of you, uh, can remember some stuff that I'd never had to deal with. And, uh, and this speaker today is going to uh, tell us uh, how it was back then. Amen? All right. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. I forgot to tell you guys not to record or uh, this because this hasn't been released yet. This was used by special permission. So please do not... Uh, send it out via uh, online. Amen? Amen. But we are so excited. We thank God for using our dear sister. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody else? Uh, I'll say for myself, I appreciate uh, like Sister Audrey, I was in the time or during his time uh, it really was not my time but having studied history and all that many of you that can remember in real time um, I praise God that I never had to endure any of that and uh, and it's because of Dr. King my history teacher always told me the importance of history, knowing your history. And because of uh, the history and the legacy of him and others who fought for our freedom, I can say today that I've never experienced uh, any of that. And I've, I've got to live part of his dream. Um, and as Deacon Bill says, uh, we have a ways to go. Um, and, but I praise God uh, for the blessings that he has on my Amen. life because Amen. at least I started at, at, the, at the beginning line. Some of y'all had to work your way up 
uh, to the starting line. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. This is a a great Sunday uh, to cast vision. All right. Dr. King had a dream for our nation, and uh, I today have a dream for our church. All right. Praise God. Bethlehem. Y'all don't know the new thing? No. I shared yes. it last yes. week. Yes. No, 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 no. The new theme is Reach More in 2024. <laughs> I pulled that theme out of a prayer. Which is deep. That's the power of prayer. Uh, our Sunday school teacher prayed that prayer that we might reach more in 2024. Yes, Lord. Amen. Um, um, so that's my dream uh, for Bethlehem Baptist Church. I, I, I know it is God's dream. Amen. And uh, when I say Bethlehem, I want you to say reach more in 2024. Bethlehem! Reach more in 2024. Amen. Say it like you mean it this time. That was pretty good, though. But say it like you mean it. Bethlehem. Reach more in 2024. We're going to reach more in 2024. Um, our goal is to reach 25 new families in 2024. All right. Amen. Uh, our Amen. goal is... Uh, that Fifteen new disciples be added to our church in 2024. All right. And our goal is, if those 15 folk got saved, we need to have 15 baptisms All right. in 2024. Amen. All right. Yes, Lord. Let me say it again. Yes, sir. Bethlehem. Reach more in 2024. Our goal is to reach 25 new families. Mm -hmm. All right. Not old families. Not old can't come back. Mm -hmm. But 25 new families. All right. 15 folk getting saved. We talk about new believers. Mm -hmm. Talk about some new wine. Right. Right. And we want all of those 15 that get saved to take the first step of obedience, which is baptism. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, the only way we're going to be able to do that is that we're going to have to say yes to God. Yeah. All right. Amen. Yes, sir. You're right. And last week, and I thank uh, the Sunday school teacher for the lesson um, this uh, Sunday morning, and he said that uh, we're going to have some leftovers. Right. Yeah. Uh, from last week's sermon where God was challenging the disciples to lunch out into the deep. Um, and I shared that last week, said, hey, God wants us to lunch out into the deep. Right. Now, if we're going to lunch out into the deep, uh, God told his disciples, and this is the deepness of it, and, and, and the Sunday school teacher mentioned it, he, he had them leave all that 
prosperity behind. Yes, sir. Amen. The greatest catch that they ever had mm, my Lord. to become fishers oh, man. of men. Yeah. In other words, God had them to launch out into the deep to give them an object lesson of what he wanted them to be. Right. Amen. And guess what? That's what God has given us, given us as a church because I didn't have it planned. You know me, I just do my little series. The, the lesson probably was, was, was uh, wrote about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And God had us go over that twice. Right, yeah, yeah. Hello, somebody. Anybody know what it's like to get some grandmama's leftovers? Oh, yeah. How she know how to remix it to right. where... <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's what the Lord has done for us, Bethlehem, on this Martin Luther King uh, weekend uh, where, where, where he had a dream. Why don't uh, we dream? Hello, Amen. somebody. Yes, yeah. And why don't we do what God tells us to do, uh, which is to launch out into the deep. And if we're going to launch out into the deep, oh, we must become fishers of men. Yeah. Amen. And we have a goal, 25 new families, 15 new salvation, 15 old baptisms. Mm-hmm. Because Amen. we want mm-hmm. to reach more right. in 2024. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Anybody excited about it? All right. Amen. Ah, anybody ready to say yes to it? Yeah. All right. yes, Hello, Lord. somebody. Yeah. Yes, Lord, I will launch. In Jesus' name. Today, yes, Lord, I will leap. And and, and that's what it's going to take for us to accomplish God's will for the church is that we must leap. And we're going to look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this together out loud at the same time on three. One, two, three. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Again, today we're going to talk about, yes, Lord, I will leap. Um, point number one is... Read it for me. A leap of strength. Point number two is a leap of stock. And point number three is a leap of study. A leap of strength, a leap of spunk, and a leap of study. One Christians to know today that Christians should uh, 
be led into the promised land of God. Christians should be led into the promised land of God. Let's look at this brief video and then we'll get into the word. The book of Joshua is about getting back to the Garden of Eden. But the promised land is no longer perfect. It's full of enemies. And in the wake of Moses' death, it is Joshua's job to lead God's people back into God's good land and restore it. Joshua served as Moses' close assistant in the wilderness. He was on Mount Sinai with Moses and saw God's presence. Back in the book of Numbers, Israel refused to trust God when he said they were to take the promised land. They were too afraid. Israel's timidity and faithlessness meant that they wandered outside of their promised land for 40 years. But Joshua always believed God would give them the land, even if it seemed impossible. After 40 years, God tells Joshua he is finally giving the land of Canaan to Israel as a gift. All of Israel's enemies will be defeated because God will be with them. But this new generation of Israel needs to be courageous in a way the previous generation was not. God tells Joshua and Israel three times that he is with them. He commands them four times to be strong and courageous. After receiving God's marching orders, Joshua turns and speaks to his officers and tells them they have three days to prepare before they take possession of the land. The officers unanimously accept Joshua as Moses' successor and prepare to take the promised land. If we want to see God's kingdom come, enter God's promised land of peace, and experience a restoration of Eden, we need to be strong and courageous. But being strong and courageous isn't about how many battles we fought and won. It's about trusting that God is with us and then acting like it's true. That's how God instructs Israel to turn the land of Canaan into his kingdom. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise uh, the Lord. On this map of Holy Land, during Joshua's day and his conquering of the land, um, we are on this part of Jordan. Many of you know the Holy Land. This is the Salt Sea. Uh, Jericho, the first city that they would conquer is right across uh, the, uh, the river here, the Jordan River. And this is how uh, he came in, or they came in and took the land. And as you will note, they took southern, which would be known as Judah, first. And after they conquered that, came back to Gilgal and went up this way and went to the northern part up here to where we learned that Jesus did most of his work up here by uh, the lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee up here. Um, notice the young lady uh, described this as... Uh, where the Garden of Eden was. And uh, many theologians began to think that this was uh, somewhere uh, in this land up in here because remember it was described as a land flowing with milk and honey. Uh, and as I told you out throughout history uh, 
They call this area, ran all the way up through here, down through here, the Fertile Crescent. Uh, the issue with uh, defining that this was uh, the Garden of Eden uh, had to do with the lakes, but uh, through the study of uh, the land, they say there were uh, uh, rivers, three rivers that, uh, there were some rivers that possibly had dr dried up which ran kind of down through here. So you'll hear that said uh, more today than any. Um, but we see that Adam and Eve got kicked out of the land flowing with milk and honey. God chose a people to Abraham and his descendants and now he's trying to send them back in to that fertile crescent for them to walk into the promises of God and to inherit his dream for his people. And I really kind of struggle with what God would have me say today um, because in order to say what I have to say today, I have to bring up uh, what I believe is God's old business. Uh, one of the reasons why the people couldn't walk into the promises of God was because of the people um, who did not believe. And God had to change the environment altogether. Forty years of wandering in the wilderness till he changed the environment into a people who would take God as, at his word and would believe what God says. And there's some unfinished business, I believe, here at Bethlehem Baptist Church that we have not been uh, doing because when you walk through the doors of the church, and many of us may not even look up anymore, there was a, another vision for us. And that vision was uh, to build a church. Um, that is the vision that is before us. And this vision was not only for us, but several pastors have come through here and had that same vision. And one thing about God is he will never change his plans. All right. Now, he would change his people who uh, will not do his plans. But he never changed his plan. In this text, God had a dream. Hello, Martin Luther King. For his people to inherit this land flowing with milk and honey. He had a dream for his people, but the people all didn't dream for God. And they didn't take God at his word and, and they became intimidated by who or what was in that promise. It was an impossible task, they thought. And many of us would think, now preacher, why are you bringing that up at this time? It, it, it was impossible for us to do it back then, but why and why in the world would you bring it up now? Well, I noticed that the environment has changed. Woo. 
I noticed that there's some folk that didn't make it this far. Some folk who seem to have fallen by or away from the faith. I've noticed that this could be all our time. Hello, somebody. Now the challenges are still the challenges, but can we at least in the household of God just act like God is who he says he is? Oh, yeah. Can we at least do what Peter said? Oh, Lord, we've been trying to build this building for years, but nevertheless, all right. Oh, I think it was mentioned in Sunday school. Oh, uh, uh, oh, brother, oh, brother Peter, hey, I, I'm a pro fisherman. Jesus, you are carpenter's son. You don't know nothing. Oh, about fishing. Hello, somebody. And you know what? I don't know nothing about building, but guess what? I do know. All right. Yes, oh, an expert. Hello, somebody. And that expert is uh, uh, the Lord our God. Uh, and I can believe today uh, that he can do what he says he can do because we're not putting our focus on the people. If we, if we were to focus on the people, the church would already be closed. Hello, All right. somebody. All right. Church would have never opened up. Oh, after COVID, if we were focusing on the people, we've got to focus on God and we've got to do what God tells us to do uh, in Jesus' name. Right. And that's what the people in this text had to do. Oh, they wondered, fell for 40 years. You would have thought, oh, we ain't going to ever get into the promise. We ain't going to ever experience that land flowing with milk and honey. We ain't going to ever have victory over Goliath's uh, uh, relatives, uh, fortified cities. But guess what? The, 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 the seasons had changed. Just like last week when we looked at the launching, they had been out fishing all night long. But, oh, when Jesus told them what to do, guess what? The season had changed. There was a new dispensation. Hello, somebody. And they entered into a dispensation where God would put fishes in the net. Hello, somebody. Oh, Lord, we need you to put fish. The people in the net. Oh, and we'll draw them on in. Put the peoples in, in the net and we will be fishers of men. Oh, Lord, put the people in place. Put the resources in place. Oh, for us to do what you've called us to do in Jesus' name. But the, first way, but the only way we're going to be able to do this. Hello, somebody. You got to take a leap of strength. All right. Why in the world was God telling Joshua to be strong and courageous? You got to realize, um, Joshua ain't never won. This last week, Bill Belichick was let go. Why was he let go? He was let go because the last four seasons were losing seasons. And even though he had six championships, hello somebody, right. he had six championships, the greatest coach in history. Um, the last four years, all they know 
is losing. They chose a black coach. I like that hire. Hello, somebody. Right. They chose a black coach uh, to take his place. But, oh, most of the men who are on the team, guess what? They never won. Now, that black coach had. But most of his team had never won. And if I was that coach, I would tell him to pull, choose, choose this text to motivate your players. Because Joshua had been losing all this time, wandering in the wilderness. He wanted to step out and face along with him and Caleb. He wanted to do it, but wandering sometimes. Losing sometimes uh, all can affect your ability to be strong in the Lord. Let me say that again. Losing sometimes. Sometimes losing can, can get up in your mind. Oh, and, and that's what the devil wants you to do. Oh, it wants to be in your mind. And, and because you ain't never won. You think you're not going to ever be able to win. Right. Hello, somebody. But God had to give this leap of strength and tell Joshua, hey, I remember you had faith. I remember all oh, that you believe that I was God and can do everything that I, I, I told you. Uh, uh, you believe everything that I said and you were willing to step out 40 years ago. But are you willing to step out now? Yeah. There's some folk that were willing to step out and believe in that vision. Oh, uh, but God says to you, this leap of strength, be strong and courageous. You believe back then. You need to believe it now because all seasons have changed. Oh, all of the unbelievers are gone. Woo! Oh, that's why I had you wondering for years because I had to change the environment. The environment has changed. Now it's time for you to take a leap of strength. And we're not only talking about in this church, but personal. We talked about plans on New Year's night and the Sunday uh, before New Year's. That God has plans for your life. What plans? What dreams? Uh, oh, that you believe God said for you to do that you're not doing. God says it's time to review all oh, the vision that you have written down. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's time for you to review some stuff, and it's time for you to believe that I am God. Ooh. Man, can you believe? I've been trying to teach you that God is as powerful here as he is anywhere. I don't have to go over to Jerusalem to the Holy Land. Oh, the Holy Land is right here. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and he sealed me with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe, oh, in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and I believe his power is right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. All right. I believe. Do you believe? Well. Be strong. Take this leap of strength. Stop allowing the circumstances to cause you to be weak. Stop allowing what you've been through to, to, to affect your faith. Hello, somebody. 
story is told of a young man uh, who believes uh, that he could be president. But everybody around him didn't believe because of their life circumstances. Because they had been through and seen too much. Oh, they had to walk in back of the restaurants. They had to all oh, walk in restaurant a uh, bathroom that said colored only. And, 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 and all of those folk that this young man was around, oh, just simply believed that there would never be a black president because of their knowledge of what was going on in this world. Needless to say, you know who I'm talking about. That young man, Barack Obama, hello somebody. He did not allow the history of America to affect his dream to be president. There had never been a black president before, but yet he dreamed one. Yes, we can. Woo! Can you believe uh, today, oh Bethlehem, in the dreams that God has for this church and God has for your life? Can you believe that? Yes, we can. Bethlehem, reach more. <laughs> Did I put somebody to sleep while I was preaching? Let me go home. I'm gonna go home. Ain't nobody listening. Let me, let me go home. <laughs> It's too cold now. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> Bethlehem! Reach more in 2024. Bethlehem! Reach more in 2024. If we're going to reach more in 2024 and live out the promises of God on this church, we need a leap of strength. Yes, yes, and yes. And for the city of who? Our God. And what else? May the Lord what? Do what is good in his sight. Bethlehem. Let's do the thing. Yeah, Bethlehem, let's reach all 25 new families. Bethlehem, let's reach and pray that God would allow 15 new believers. We're talking about some new wine now. Oh, to be added to the body right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Bethlehem, let's believe in 15 baptisms. And we probably hadn't had 15 baptisms in the last, oh, seven years, let alone this year. That's how you know it's of God. God's vision is greater than what you are experiencing right now. God's vision is greater. A leap of strength. Oh, be strong, Bethlehem. And let us fight bravely for our people and for our church. Hello, somebody. Church is our city of our God. Be strong, Bethlehem. Take this leap of strength in Jesus' name. Not only for the church, but in your personal life. There you go. God has plans. He said, I got plans for y'all.
Some of you think your life is over because of the circumstances that you're experiencing. God says, take a sleep of strength. I'm not finished with you yet. I know what you're experiencing. And with the sickness of your body, your body has rebelled against you. But be strong. Take this sleep of strength. God is not finished with you yet. Individually or our church in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe right now, oh, like I believed uh, 11 years ago, and nothing changed because I never lost sight of who our God was. Hello, somebody. It wasn't the people in the church I was worshiping. It was the God that I served. And that's why you've never seen me tremble. You've never seen me not believe in the power of God regardless of what it looked on the outside. I always believe. Can you believe? Take this leap of strength. Bethlehem, God is not finished with you yet. In Jesus' name. Yeah, there's some folk that are not with us. There's some folk that's turned their back on us. There's some folk really just turned their back on God. Hello, somebody. And I'm not saying if you left that you're unholy, ungodly, but if you left and you ain't up under another church, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If you're not getting direction from another pastor, oh, God ain't led you away to nowhere. Hello, somebody. Right, right. In Jesus' name. Bethlehem, let's take this leap of strength. But not only that, we say, yes, Lord, I will leap. Oh, take this leap of spunk. Mm-hmm. He, right. he, he said, he said, be strong and what? Very courageous. All right, all right. Very good. Want you to be courageous. I used to wonder in my early years here at Bethlehem, why God used to always have me talk about fear and saying, fear not. That used to come up all the time. Fear not. The building was quite almost full, but he was telling me, oh, to give a message to fear not. As if we had a building full of scary folk. I don't know about you. Now, I lived most of my life for Jesus Christ. But when I was, I ain't never been scared of nobody or nothing. I ain't always been the biggest. I ain't never been scared of bullies. Bullies didn't have a problem with me because I punched a bully in his nose. Hello, somebody. Bullies ain't never had a problem with me because I ain't never been scared. Hello, somebody. Only ran in a fight one time. That dude was big as a rock. (laughs) You got nowhere to fight, nowhere to run. (laughs) Oh, but God says, Bethlehem, oh, don't be scared. You got to have a leap and spunk. You have to be courageous. You see, when David came on the scene, he had something that nobody else did when Goliath was out saying, send me a man from his nine foot nine body. David had something that those pro, oh, those pro soldiers 
didn't have is he had the proper view of who God was. All right. Because it wasn't about him. He said, who is this uncircumcised? Take a leap of spark. He came on the scene and left with spark. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that touched the army of the living God? What will be done? This is an opportunity. Don't you know every problem is an opportunity from God? Let me say that again. Don't you know every crisis is an opportunity from God? It's an opportunity for you to believe that God can and that God will and that God's all that you believe. Hello, somebody. He had a leap of spunk. Everybody else was scared. Everybody else was scared. God has reminded Joshua, though, he's been wondering for 40 years, 40 years, 40 years of losing. 40 years of wondering with what I call the chickens. I tell all the leaders that I, in regards to pastoring and preaching, I tell them all, you are an ego. Don't hang around with chickens. Said, preacher, why? You've been prejudiced. Why can't the eagle hang around with the chicken? He might rub off on the chicken and teach the chickens how to fly. Now that ain't how that works, honey. Right. Right. <laughs> if they ain't got fly in them, mm. they ain't gonna ever be able to fly. God put something in you. I tell them, God put something in you. You an eagle. And real eagles, most of the time you see an eagle, what do, what do you see with an eagle? They fly by themselves. They're soaring and they're flying by themselves. Oh, beware of those preachers that have all them folk running behind them and serving them. They're chickens. They don't want those preachers to fly. They'd rather them carry their bags and oh, and to make uh, all oh, drinks for them to drink before they, they would rather all them folks serve them as opposed to preparing them to be who God has called them to be and to soar away from where he is. He's a chicken. Hello, somebody. Yeah. He, he's a chicken. Eagles soar by themselves and they soar high. And, I, and like I said, I think I shared somewhere in where I was preaching. Now, there's an eagle around Paul's Valley and I, I look up and he flies over the parsonage all the time. And every time I see him fly, I just have to stop in amazement. Look at him soar. God says, Bethlehem, you're an eagle. Don't peck around with the chickens. Oh, the chickens who stopped coming to church. Hello, somebody. The, 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 the chickens oh, who are not in the household of the Lord. The chickens. Those I said, 25 new families that love the Lord. Hello, somebody. I'm saying 25 eagles. Because you put 25 eagles in this place. Jesus had 12. We could turn the world upside down. We ain't never had enough or less to be able to turn the world upside down. If we believe him, 
We've got to be very courageous and take this leap of strength and take this leap of spark and show up and believe that God can. David showed up and believed that God could. Hello, somebody. Do you believe that God can? Do you believe that he really owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Do you believe he spoke into nothing and created everything that we have today? Yes, Ex nihilo, something out of nothing. Oh, we can never not believe because of his power. He don't need nothing to build this building. Ooh. He can create something out of nothing. Hello, somebody. And Jesus, I got to take this leap of strength. Got to take this leap of spunk. And this is what he tried to do. Compare the people. Deuteronomy 31 and 8. Lord himself go before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. What? Do not be what? Afraid or discouraged. We can do everything God says. We can do Bethlehem. But you got to believe in him. You got to take your eyes off of the world and even your own circumstances of losing for the last 40 years. And you got to take and you got to believe that God is going before you. That he will be with you. I always use this illustration by my Uncle Roy. Had to take State Fair of Texas. Oh, hundreds of thousands of folk at the fair. He's walking behind us. And me, my cousin Richard, my cousin uh, uh, Reginald, walking with great boldness as we walked around because we knew that if anything jumped off, Uncle Roy would take care of it. Is your God, Uncle Roy? Hello, somebody. Hell, Roy. Hello. That, that, I think y'all got a name. Some parts of him. El Roy. Hello, somebody. He says that he will go before you. He will be with you. Bethlehem. He will what? Never forsake you or never leave you or forsake you. Don't you know God is the only somebody that can make that promise? Right. Amen. Because what amazes me is that there's some folk in who uh, were committed to this church for years and not here no more. God is the only one who can say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He says again, hey, do not be afraid. Or discouraged. Do not be afraid by the circumstances. Do not be discouraged by all oh, the sickness in your body. Do not be all oh, discouraged because people are not responding the way you want them to respond. Just step out on the promises of God and live out his will for your life. Stop looking at the people and just obey God's word to you to do what he's called you to do. And Jesus Jesus' name. Preachers have told me my whole career, don't worry about the fruitfulness. You just be faithful. Hello, somebody. Just be faithful. In Jesus' name. I see I'm out of time. Let me hurry to a close. Yes, Lord, I will leap. Yes, Lord, I will launch last Sunday. 
Yes, Lord, I will launch. I'll give you the little that I have and you can manifest more of it. Give God the little that you have. But this is the leap that most folk, now most of these leaps are challenging. Yeah. Leap of strength and leap of spawn. But this leap, folk don't usually never take. And if I was to tell you that us being able to reach 25 families, 15 new believers, 15 baptism in the year of 2024. And I told you that the only way we could do that is through the studying the word of God. Mm. All right. Yeah. Will we have a chance? Mm. Will we have a chance? Studying the word of God. See, this is unglamorous. You know, this is something that we probably never hear on television. I'm, and I'm glad that God has given me a television ministry so I can say stuff like this in the environment. Why is studying God's word so important? Because for some folk, it's just dry facts. For some, it's dry history. But to me, it enlightens me. It enlightens me. I, I get to know God in several new ways through my study. And to me, it's like oxygen. Right, yes, sir. Amen. Hello, somebody. To me, it's like strength. To me, it gives me spunk. You say, how in the world does Pastor Eton believe the way that he believed? And he's in a little small town, Paul's Valley, less than 6,000 folk. I can tell you why I can believe. Because I've been studying all these years. <laughs> it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. What's on your lips? Right. One preacher called me. Hell, he called me all the time. He said, I always like talking to you because whenever I leave, I leave with a sermon. Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's what's coming out of my lips. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. You got to meditate on it day and night. I was meditating on this word last night and saying, Lord, is this what you really want me to know? Because I'm going to have to bring up some old history. Hello, somebody. And try to get that history to manifest itself in our future. Oh, last night I was like, Lord, are you sure you want me to say this and do this? I was meditating on this word last night. Day and night. This is the most important part of it. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Be careful to obey the word of God because God doesn't manifest his strength or miracles, his spunk, and anybody that's living a life in rebellion against God. He didn't do it in these people. These were God's people. I mean, he was invested in these people. He had just delivered them from 
Oh, the Egyptians, the greatest power on the planet, thought of at that time. He just delivered them from that. He just he was invested in these people. He had, he had parted the Red Sea to ten miracles, uh, bringing a, a manna from on high. He had, he was invested in these people, but these people were not invested in him. All right, amen. Bethlehem, can we really truly become a church? I'll tell you the truth, most churches are like social clubs. The only people are there are people just like them. In the same social, economic uh, cluster group, the same race. The preacher, how are we going to meet? Oh, 25 new families and ain't 25 new black folk in town. Mm-hmm. I just say God would send us just 25 new black folk. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> the harvest is plentiful, but what? The labors are few. They're not careful. You're not careful to do everything that's written in this world. Everything. The thing that you're leaving out is probably affecting this church. All right. Hello, somebody. The thing that you're not willing to do. And, and, and I know and I, I struggle with preaching like this at times because I know what Bethlehem was in the past. I know how the black church got formed because we were not accepted in the uh, the, 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 the majority culture. I, I know um, it, it has been the seat of uh, blackdom in our community, the seat of what the young folk will say, the culture. It was all of that. And it was all that God needed it to be at that time. But we're in a new dispensation. God ain't never, you don't you know when we get to heaven, there ain't going to be a west town in heaven. There ain't going to be a south, ah, Chicago in heaven. There ain't going to be a Compton. Hell somebody. There ain't going to be an Oak Cliff. Hello, Oak Cliff. Hello, Sister Keith. I ain't going to be a fifth war back in the day, just black part of town in Houston. We don't have to mix. (laughs) I need to go on. It doesn't get quiet in here. But be careful to do everything written in it. And because if we're careful to do everything in it, guess what? Then you will what? Prosper and successful. Who don't want to be prosperous and successful? Who don't want to be? You mean all I got to do is be careful and avoid everything that's written in it? All I have to do is to keep this book of the law on my lips and meditate on it day and night? Yes, sir. All I have to do is to be careful, and this is what gets most of us. To do everything written in it. Next month, I'm going to do a series that I call the Crazy Series. And it's from this conversation that I was having with this preacher that, that he said that every time he speaks to me, he gets a sermon. But it was in this conversation with him. He was talking about ah, Hosea. 
What did God tell Hosea to do? To marry what? To marry who? Okay. What was what was Goma? Was she in Sunday school every Sunday? <laughs> she was a lady of irreproof. And God told Hosea to marry her. That's crazy! I was telling this young man who was single, if you told me that God told you to go and marry a prostitute, I would say, you are out of your mind. <laughs> you get lost your ever-loving mind. God didn't tell you to do that. And if he turned to the book and showed me where there was a precedent, I would still say that God didn't tell you to do that. He's talking about his family. They probably would put him, have him committed. Hello, somebody. I mean, we really had a time with him. He's he going to get an interview for a church and say, oh, we'd like to love to see what you do. What, do. what does your wife do? Well, I don't have a wife. I have a fiance. What does she do? Hell, she are. She's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and that church would kick him out the door and say, God ain't in you. That's some crazy steps that God tells you to do. Some crazy stuff. And he tells you to be careful to do everything written in. Hello, singles. It's crazy for people to believe that you're going to live Life as a single person and be living holy unto the Lord sexually. As a matter of fact, so-called Christian told folk to wait at least 90 days in a book that he wrote. Um, I'd say that God told you to be a 90-day fiancé. Hello, somebody. Wait till you get married. And in our culture, that's crazy to do. God tells you oh, to do some crazy stuff. Be careful to obey everything written in it about the tithe. You mean I'm going to give away 10 to 20% of my money and I got to trust God to provide the rest? That's crazy. Preacher. You mean you want me to be all holy until my wife? Preacher, you don't know the dynamics of our relationship. That's why I got a woman on the side. She'll do what my wife won't do. Woo. That's crazy, preacher. When I was a young Christian man, oh, living for Christ at a young age, they said, boy, you are crazy. You're young. It's time for you to sow your wild oak. You're young. You're too serious. But I had to be careful to obey everything that was written in it because I knew that uh, if I sow my wild oaks, I'll reap it. Hello, somebody. That's why a lot of folk have problems staying married today because they sow too many wild oaks. When they get married, and the Bible says that the married bed is undefiled, but you defiled it before you were married by sleeping with all these different people, and you're in your relationship schizophrenic, uh, thinking about so-and-so and who and who and what they used to do. Hello, somebody. 
Be careful to obey everything that's written in it. Everything that's tough that you're withholding. Everything. As I always say, my God has great self-esteem. Great self-esteem. He ain't going to accept you like some women do. They accept being the, the side person. <laughs> There's some women, you, we watch it on TV, they accept being uh, in a relationship where a man has more than one wife. They accept that. They don't have good, what I call Christ esteem. God ain't like that. But God is all or nothing. Total surrender. Total surrender. All or nothing. That's what Israel is trying to do with Hamas. Trying to tell them they need to compromise. They're saying all or nothing. You give up those hostages, which we're in a hundred day of them having hostages, and we're going to blow you off the face of the planet. We ain't going to care about the innocent. We ain't going to care about folk being homeless. They said over one million folk are displaced. We ain't going to care about any of that. All or nothing! There's only one problem with that. They ain't God. And it ain't right. It ain't right what they're doing, and it ain't right that Hamas has those hostages, and that it's been a hundred days. Two wrongs don't make a right. We've got to do, be careful to do everything written in. If in 2024 we want to reach more, a leap of strength, a leap of spunk, and a leap of study. This is my dream. I, I want to be prosperous. I want to be successful because there's some stuff we can't do because we ain't got all the right people in place to do it. I want to be successful and prosperous. Can you dream? Like Dr. King say, it's not a holiday. It's a day of service. It's not a day off it's a day on can we be on at the church and fulfill God's plans for us as a church I believe we can do more now than we ever have in the past in Jesus name all eyes closed heads about saints supreme father God I come right now believing by faith father that you have the power to enable us to live out your dreams for this church. And I pray, Father, that you will enable us to take this leap of strength, both in the church and our individual life, because somebody's <laughs> come this morning weak, and you want them to take this leap of strength. I believe, Father, by faith, that you can enable us to take this leap of spunk. Some people have been enduring Oh, but they, have, they don't have the right attitude. They don't truly believe that God can do everything that his word says do. That even though they have gone through 
the last 40 years of this trial. He'll say now it's a new dispensation. Believe. Help us, Father, take this leap of study. Help us, Father, to get into thy word. Wednesday night, Father. Sunday school, Lord. Individual study of thy word on a daily basis. Help us, Father, take this leap of study. Father, you've done some great things even through this leap of study, loyalty, month revival, and I believe the year before that, we decided to just set time apart and study your word. Help us all to take this leap of study. All eyes still close, heads bowed. Maybe someone here today that did not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and we want to take this opportunity to be careful and obey everything that the Word of God says. God says that He wants us to make disciples. We come right now wanting to share that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The only way you can become a disciple or learner of God, you've got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Be careful to obey what the Word of God says, that you may be able to enter into a personal, intimate relationship with God, that He might give you the strength, that He might give you the spot, that you might be what? A Christian, the very heart of a Christian, which is to study your Word. A disciple is a learner. If you want to do that today, believe that Jesus Christ was God's only Son, that He died on the cross was buried raised again on the third day so today that you might be saved I want you to slip out of your seat right now in Jesus name undoubtedly in an environment like this there probably no novice that show up to church we always want to take this opportunity to extend or open the doors of the church you don't have to come now you can come in private first step of obedience is baptism so you can come in private to speak to me after the service. We'll make sure that you're in the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Bethlehem, reach forth. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Bethlehem, reach forth. Amen. Would you stand, please forgive me for going over in time today. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name, Father. Father, we take you at your word, Father. We just believe what it says. That, 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 that's what we do, Father. We, we believe what it says. We believe, Father, that you can enable us to live out this dream that you have for us. Once again, give us the strength, the spunk, and the study to accomplish your will in our personal lives, in our personal ministries, as well as in this church that you take personal, Father. Put your hedge of protection around us, Father, in this code. Put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe 
from our harm and danger till we meet again. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Amen. You are dismissed and praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael Eton. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there you can support our ministry. If God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give, visit that website, awftl with pastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the a word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.